Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, happy Monday. Happy uh, 3rd of July, Monday. It's kind of that weird, you're the weekend, and then today, and then tomorrow's 4th of July. Yeah. So might be a lot of long weekends out there. It might be a lot of, you know, one day work weeks, followed by another mini week. However, your schedule set up. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to work, and then I'm off tomorrow. So that's how my setup goes. So uh, I'll, I'll put it this way: if you do work I'm today, it's probably yeah. one of the least productive days you'll have of the year. So that's, congratulations that's, to that. Yeah, I mean that's why we're not we're not working today. Everybody that, have a happy no pirating day. Exactly. There you go. Speaking of that, uh, pirates lost. Two in a row. There they went the magic. Even though the Furries were in town. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon had his nice little Friday. Uh, and then that was about it. So it was kind of unfortunate. I was hoping for a big weekend. I mean, the in-division game. It's the Brewers. You know, maybe the Pirates can make a little bit of steam. Uh, not too much. No, just one game. That's it. But we won't go too, too, too deep into uh, this weekend in those games. There's some good news that came out this weekend. What's that? The All-Star Game is coming up, and they made their final announcement on all their selections. Well, I guess not the final final. There'll be some reserves that keep sneaking up, but we had the fan vote, and of course, no Pirates came in because, well, yeah, obvious reasons. But now they selected all the rest of the roster to fill out, and Mitch Keller, Jimbo, Mitch Keller is an All-Star. Imagine saying those words a year ago. Yeah. Do we want to make that our single shot? We could. Why don't you go ahead and do that? I'm the only one keeping things together around here. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, I haven't had my actual double shot yet. It just it just goes to show you, like, I mean, congratulations, Mitch Keller. Yeah, selected to the All Star team as the lone Pittsburgh Pirates representative. Um, It's just wild because. We're talking, we, we are less than 13 months from a big old graphic being put on a national broadcast, right? Talking about just how bad Mitch Keller is. Worst in, in like everything, like every category that, that matters in baseball, Mitch Keller was basically last in 13 months ago. And now he's a National League All-Star. So, you know, just that, that just shout out to Mitch Keller. Dude just completely, completely turned around his career. It's a well-deserved all-star appearance. Um, not like he's just a, a token representative, you know, right. uh, he's, he, his strikeout numbers are very good. Uh, he's thrown a ton of innings, uh, his wars up there, you know, where, where it should be is ERA is low. Like he's, 
he's very well deserving of this All Star appearance. Yeah, hundred percent. And again, going back to that thirteen months ban, I know we talked about, it and you're like, I don't remember saying that. But regardless, is is Mitch Keller going to get DFA'd? You know, like that's where his career was heading. You know, is he going to be a DFA candidate, especially this upcoming off season? Like, will they even tender him a contract? Is that who Mitch Keller is? And here we are a year later, and he's an all star. And like you said, very well deserving. I know he's tailed off a bit here, but I mean. A month ago, we're talking like, is is he in the Cy Young conversation? But not even just an All Star. Is he potentially the best pitcher in the National League, right? And like that's yeah. where we're at. And you look at pitchers in the National League as far as WAR goes, he's seventh in total WAR. Um, you know, only guys ahead of him: Jordan Montgomery, Marcus Stroman, Spencer Strider, Justin Steele, Zach Wheeler, and Zach Gallen. I mean, that's where we stand right now. We're we're not talking like. This is a, a solid rotation right now, which most of it is due to Mitch Keller's dominant performance. Um, and, you know, you, again, like you argue he's an ace or whatever, and the, the Pirates don't need to be an ace, but they need to be a good pitcher, and he's become a very, very good pitcher. And like you said, to be an all-star, man, there were, some, there were some quality choices this year, too. Even though you can joke about the Pirates, you know, being bad, this roster construction or whatever, there were some choices that you could easily argue for. So if there's one person to make it, Mitch Keller doing so again, like kudos to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the big difference maker is just like solid, consistent innings night in night out. Like I can't really think of just like a complete Mitch Keller dud all season. Like he's, he's given the pirates a chance to win pretty much every single time he's taken the, taken the ball. Um, he goes deep into the game, 105 innings already. His career high was 159. He has more innings pitched this season than he had in all of 2021. Um, so that's kind of where yeah. he's at. He's just he's going deep into games. He's striking people out. He has more strikeouts this year. I mean, he's 20 strikeouts behind his entire strikeout total from last year, and it's July 3rd. Isn't um, he on pace to break the record for the Pirates? I'm not sure. It could be correct. He's got to be, I mean, he's got to be up there. He's going to, like, he's on pace to strike out 200 this year. And I'll look into that. You know, Oliver Perez, I think, was up there at one point. I mean, the halfway point came. He's at 118 strikeouts and he starts today. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I the the record's probably out of reach because I think Oliver Perez that one year had like, to 30 something maybe i'm wrong well again he's at 105 innings 239 okay is what perez did in 2004 if he can top 200 i mean he's flirting with 240 ish yeah you remember you gotta remember we're past the halfway point though yeah but how far past i don't know i'm not doing the math Last time I was on the show and we did math, it didn't work out well. But yeah, so, congratulations to, uh, but, to Mitch Keller. Just, I mean, it, it, well deserved. To your point, yeah, like his stinker uh, on May 25th, I'm sorry, May 26th, six earned in six innings. That was that like kind of stretch where Mitch Keller wasn't at his best. He had three starts in a row six earned, four earned, five earned. And then he went one, four, one, one. So, so again, that's why I say like he kind of, off a little bit those three starts i mean he was unbelievable 
outside of that, he only gave up more than three runs one time, and that was at starting Cincinnati, his very first start, right? I mean, he's just been absolutely dominant. Just he has been the guy that he stopped every losing streak, right? The Pirates give him plenty of them, yeah. <laughs> give him plenty of opportunities to stop losing streaks. And that's literally what he's done. He came in the game, he shoved and said, we're going to win. And he willed this team to a win. Again, outside of those like three starts in a row where he wasn't at his best. And then he's been very, very good ever since. So, yeah, uh, again, great improvement. I, seeing him win that award too just got you all in the feels. I don't know if you guys saw that video or not, but you know they show Shelton like making the announcement and Mitch Keller just like literally just I'm speechless. Just I mean, it's everything of Mitch Keller. You know, like he's he's not a raw raw guy. Gonna have a lot of words, but you could just tell that meant so much to him. I haven't had a chance to see it because I I just pulled up my my Twitter and I I have not, oh. it shows nothing. <laughs> like I, I I cannot see a single tweet right now. Well, for everyone else who's rate limit exceeded and you want to talk pirates, come check out our Discord that we got going on. Yeah. Oh, that plug. Jim, I do a little bit around here. Yeah, good job. But for real though, join the Discord. Links in the description. I think. Did you put it the is. link in the description? Yeah. So um no rate limits on the Discord. And we got some cool stuff going on there. Yep. For sure. Um, anything else about the All-Star game? We want to talk about maybe some guys that didn't make it? Yeah, like real quick, I think um, I think there's I think there's two other people that you could make a legitimate case for. Um, I guess we'll stick with pitching and, and we'll go David Bednar. Uh, I think there's not too many um, pitchers in the National League closers who are better than David Bednar. He's been second in the in Fangraphs war among all relievers. He's got 16 saves, 1.44 earned run average, which is second in all of the National League. Ridiculous. The walks per nine. I can't imagine anybody's got a better walks per nine or walk rate than Bednar. I don't think anybody does. Um, he, he's been outstanding. I think there's a lot of people kind of upset that he didn't make it. I will say this, guys. Mitch Keller is slated to start tonight. He's slated to start Saturday. It means he's got two days rest going into the All-Star game. Mitch Keller's not going to be pitching in the All-Star game. Right. Uh, he's going to have to have an alternate named for him. My guess, David Bednar will be Mitch Keller's alternate. So the Pirates will eventually get... Uh, two all stars and Bednar will probably get in if if I'm if I'm just kind of putting connecting the dots and and looking at what's out there, I can't foresee David Bednar not eventually getting into this game uh, because Mitch Keller is going to have to need a need a sub for sure. So I'm with you. I think he will. But it was kind of weird. I almost felt like he was more of the slam dunk choice than Mitch Keller, if that makes sense. And and mainly because like those those starts I talked about. Um is either Connor or Neil or some behind the scenes were talking about like if if Mitch Keller's season was almost flip-flopped, I think it would almost work in his in his favor. Right. Those three starts maybe like a little earlier, and then he had that dominant stretch. Um, but Bedard has been dominant all all year long. It's very, very dominant. And like I guess what you're going to say here is 
yes, there's certainly some competition, and you're not going to have a whole lot of relievers. You're having more like you know starters in the game, but uh, David Bednarz has been completely dominant, outstanding. Baraki's going to pitch bullpen. Yes, he's in the home run derby. Um, but on the other end too, what I want to say is, I guess the way I worded it is, I was kind of shocked that Benar didn't make it. Um, and then just disappointed that Kutch didn't because I felt he was certainly on the outside in the way, like the the season Kutch is having though. I would love to see him get an All Star. It's going to be hard to do, but like he is having a phenomenal season. I think he's like the 25th best hitter in baseball. Uh, I just sort out National League or such right now, but um, yeah, just like an outstanding season. And like I would just love to have seen Kutch make it. He didn't, unfortunately, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, the the. The Andrew McCutcheon, like you could say, he definitely deserves it. And and, and you, Andrew McCutcheon definitely deserves to have all-star consideration this year. There's also some other really weird names left off that National League team. One of them being Fernando Tatis Jr. Didn't make well, it. He's like the – and he's like number two or three in the league in war right now. Like he's having an unbelievable season. And he missed – 20 games, right? <laughs> right. Um, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is probably the guy you're looking at, you know, the NL roster and saying, eh, why, why did he get in over over all these other people, right? Um, but yeah, McCutcheon, I mean, if you're talking, talking um, DHs, right? I mean, J.D. Martinez is the starting DH. McCutcheon's got better offensive numbers than J.D. Martinez. Uh, so yeah, I... Um, Definitely a, a little bit of a snub, and I think it's well deserved that he, you know, he's he's playing like an all star right now. Um, maybe he gets in eventually. I don't know, but I, I doubt it just because of the way position players are. But I, I David Bednar will go to Seattle. I'm I'm almost, I'm like ninety five percent confident on that. Same, I'm with you. All right, <clears throat> so I guess does that wrap up our all star talk. That wraps it up. Let's get into our double shot, the uh, prospects. So I'll say this. There's been a lot of movement you know, recently with uh, the farm. Um, I think where the season started, there was a lot of questions with what's going on. Where's the development? Where are these players? And then it's like that. A lot of them turned it on and have become really, really good. And you've seen a lot of promotions. Um, so let's kind of go down as we do, right? We'll go each level, kind of point some of it out. Uh, I guess I'm. Yeah, real strength. quick though, before, I guess before we even go into that, you, good point. Like we've seen a lot of people get promoted here lately. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Thomas Harrington got promoted from Bradenton to Greensboro, um, Greensboro to Altoona. Um, Sung Chi yeah. Chang got got promoted. Uh, who, there's another pitcher too. I thought Anthony Salamedo. So yeah, you're, you're seeing these people move through the system. Um, Jared Jones getting promoted to AAA from Altoona, and then you know you saw Henry Davis kind of rise through the system as well. But yeah, a lot lot of minor league promotions in the last you know week or week or two. Yep. And one thing I want to point out here too. <clears throat> I know we've kind of talked about this internally, but um. I guess for a lot of, I mean, Ben Terrence does get a lot of hate around these parts, <laughs> uh, Pirates Twitter, you know, and, and obviously we talk about him and some things, but 
very, very aggressive on some people as well. Like Solomito, you mentioned. I mean, to me, like, it's been a pretty aggressive push for him. Him already being in double A right now. And, and mind you, I'm, I'm not going to take your thunder. I'm not sure if that's the guy you're talking about. <laughs> He's been dominating there. But, um, yeah, like, there's been, like, certainly some really aggressive pushes by Charrington over the years, too. So, like, I guess I just want to say that to – to buck the trend of people who might think that he's very, very slow and it takes 10 years for prospects to get here. Like, yes, yeah, certainly some you can argue for, but then again, we're talking about a 20 year old who's in double a right now. Yeah. I can't think of too many high school pitchers that the pirates have taken that have reached double a as fast as Solomito has. Right. So there's that, mm-hmm. but I guess let's get into it then. Um, who's going to start first. Uh, we'll start with the complex league. That's going to be you. So, I I want to get a little bit different here. Um, we can go like De Los Santos, and I think that's well deserving because he is just dominating. But I want to bring someone up who's also doing well. Um, he should be doing well at that level. But Lonnie White Jr. Because I think we haven't really talked about him. No one's really talked about him. He's been a ghost since he's been drafted, mainly because of injuries, right? So let's kind of talk about him a little bit. I mean, there was a lot of talent there. Um, that notorious draft, right? Taking Henry Davis. That way you can get guys like Solomito and Bubba Chandler. And Lonnie White was included. But Lonnie White's been injured. You really haven't seen a whole lot from him. So he's 20 years old. I get it. He's in the complex league. He should be doing well. But I guess the point is... He is doing well, right? Like you want to see him doing this and he is doing it. So to kind of point out right now on the year in 20 games, I'm sorry, in 16 games, he's batting 317 on base 423. Uh, He's got a 128 weight runs credit plus walking 14.1% of the time, striking out 25.4. I mean, he's doing which again, like you want to see just one home run, six stolen bases, but um, so far, so good for Lonnie White Jr. And again, the health is there. Like to me, what you want to see this year is just him to be healthy, play a full season, hopefully get promoted at some point in time, like starting to get back on track on the development, whatnot, whatnot. But like there's still talent there. A lot of the development has escaped him, right? He hasn't been able to do so. I know like Pipeline still hasn't like the 12th best prospect. Baseball America hasn't like 30th. You know, I, I I'm not looking too much like for him too much to be a prospect, but if he can maybe develop and get back on track and become something, it's kind of nice to see him on on the map now. No, good point. Um, going into this season, he's played 11 games. Yeah, like it's just uh, just unfortunate to see that. You know, he hasn't really been able to, like you said, get that development because um, you're you're now, you know, year three and you're still in the complex league. That really, you know, that shouldn't be the case for for a high schooler, um, especially a, a one of his caliber who was drafted quite high. So, yeah, it, it's good to see him putting up the, the numbers that he is. Um, you know, he's kind of old for that league, so you expect him to perform well. I... I hope that they bump him up to Bradenton soon to just challenge him a little bit more. He, he's got plenty of time. That's the thing. He's still 20 years old. He's got talent. He can still move through this system in, you know, three years, you know, if he, if he really wants to. So he, he's still worth keeping an eye on. I've got to say I was definitely guilty of just completely writing the guy off altogether. Just but from- that's fair. You know, like, 
availability is the biggest, the best trait, and he hasn't had that yet. Yeah, so it, keep an eye on him. But yeah, like you mentioned, he's doing what he should be doing right now, uh, and th- there's clearly some talent there. Like this guy was, th- this was a good talent that they drafted in that two thousand one, twenty one draft, um, along with Chandler and Salamento. Like he was right up there, you know, with those guys. So right. Yeah, it's just yeah. been a shame kind of up to this point. But a wide receiver for Penn State, 6'3, you know, 200 pounds, athletic freak. Like, yeah, like this is someone you want to have in your system. Um, so, yeah, now that he's healthy. And like I said, you know, I definitely want to bring him up because no one's really talked about him for, for how long, just to kind of get him back on the map and maybe we'll start talking about him a little more. But like, obviously, your Danny De Los Santos is just tearing it up right now. And he's the guy that I'd be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about him already. And I'm sure we'll talk about him every other week going forward. So yeah. here, Lonnie White, here's a little bit of your roses right now. <laughs> and uh, Let's keep it going and talk about you, like you said, hopefully in Bradenton soon. Speaking of Bradenton, um, we've talked about him a couple times already, and that's Shaolin Polanco. We're just yeah. going to talk about him a little bit more. Uh, what's, what's just great to see out of him is the power. His season statistics, he's now got 12 homers on the year. Uh, he's hitting 250 on base percentage of 332, slugging 469. Wade runs created plus of 116. He's just 19 years old, just turned 19 back in March. So very young for his level. And he's doing um he's doing pretty good in his first full se- first season of like full season ball. Um lot, lot, like I said, the, the home runs, the power, that's that's what you want to see out of him. That was kind of his calling card coming out, was you know, when you when you signed him as a 16-year-old. This guy's got got a lot of power potential, and he looks like he's sort of growing into that. Um, so a lot of a uh, lot of good stuff from Polanco. Real quick, just to kind of show you, once like June first hit for him, he like really really started getting hot. Um, six home runs since June first. Since June first, he's also hitting three oh nine. He's got an OBP of three fifty six. He's slugging five seventy four. So that's a nine thirty OPS since June first. 146 weighted runs created plus in the Florida State League. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff from Polanco right now. Yeah, he's he has me excited. Um, and I guess to go forward, so I'll bring up Greensboro. One thing I want to say here is we've talked about promotions, and I think this is like what's hurting Greensboro right now. There's not a whole lot to look at this team and say, let's look at this guy. Because <laughs> There, there was a few, and now they're gone. They're in Altoona. Um, th- this isn't too exciting. I think, like, you and I talked about, especially you, maybe about a month ago, how, like, there's a lot of guys on this team that just really aren't prospects. Like, you don't envision them really becoming, like, a major league player. You know, like, the husband heads of the world, right? And so, like, I'm looking at this team, and I'm just like, I really don't want to talk about too many people. Really, the role I want to talk about is how this is almost like a dead, <laughs> dead roster. Like you just kind of move on and look elsewhere, which is okay because Altoona has a lot of tantalizing prospects and you know the ones we talked about below. But I guess the one person I want to bring up is JP Massey. Um, he did get the call up. He was fine, right? He got the call up deserved. Also in the futures game, so to point that out, JP Massey was a pick last year. Um he, seventh round pick yeah yeah so like with jp massey i guess i want to say is he got the promotion and look at his overall numbers it's not like it's anything great but 
this made me feel about he's had three starts. One was a, a dud, right? Talk about if Mitch Keller had a dud. JP Massey had a dud. In his second start <clears throat> in Greensboro, 4.1 innings, five earned. But outside of that, his very first start, he went five shutout innings, just three hits. Um, the walks are a bit concerning, though, with him. But to, so far, like again, five uh, – his first start, five innings, shutout. Then he went 4.1, gave up five. Then he went four, gave up one. Um, I mean, someone certainly on the radar. Someone that I don't think anyone – had him on the radar more or less to begin the season with. Um, so again, I guess just to kind of look out for JP Massey and also shout out to him making the futures game. So uh, that's pretty much about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the futures game announcement was a pretty shocking thing um, that, that caught me off guard. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he was one of the guys promoted too from, from Brayton to Greensboro along with uh, Thomas Harrington. So mm-hmm. you mentioned not a whole lot of like interesting guys on this roster, but the pitching staff between Massey, Poyu Chen, Harrington, Chandler, like there, there's some, there's some intriguing guys there. Yeah, I guess Chandler's intriguing, but not yet. There's a lot of development under him. And that's why we haven't really talked too much about him too. Cause like the numbers aren't there. But that's okay. Like we understand, like he's he's not going to be Salamedo. He's not going quickly through the system. He's not polished at all. There's just a lot of talent, and I think he's got like a six like six 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 ERA right now. Yeah, like a one eighty whip or something. Yeah, it's not great. Mm-mm. All right, let's go with uh, let's go with Altuna. My guy for Altuna is, and it's a guy that we uh, we talk we've we've been talking about for a while. Um, He's been in Altoona for a while, but Leo Verpiguero, uh, he's really heating up here. And it's it's interesting because it's kind of the opposite of what we saw last year. Last year, he started off pretty strong in Altoona, and then he just completely tailed off as the season went along. Now, since June 1st, he's been um, – He's been he's been hitting really well. Two eighty two since June first. Two eighty two batting average. Three forty seven on base percentage. A five forty five slugging with an eight ninety three OPS. Um, he's up to seven home runs. Also, just in that time period since June first. So yeah, he's he's got eleven homers on the year now, uh, showing that power. You're looking at like his approach at the plate too. The strikeouts down seventeen point eight percent strikeout rate. He's walking around 10% of the time. That's an all-time high for him. So you're seeing um, Piguero's approach kind of getting to be a lot better. He's still only 22 years old. Uh, doesn't turn 23 until New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, so yep. he'll be at 22 all season long. I would like to see him kind of maintain – because we've seen this from Piguero in the past where you know he, he'll, do, he'll do really well for a stretch – I think he's getting pretty close to like a promotion to Indianapolis. I think I maybe want to see like, you know, two more weeks of like sustaining this success in Altoona, but look for, if you're looking for somebody to kind of be the next guy promoted, uh, Piguero is playing like he's worthy of a promotion right now. Do you feel like he's talking about the call up, you know, and I, I think that's, that's coming also. But do you feel like a little Henry Davis Davis ish in this too, where like I could see a call up to Indy and he's there for a week. He's there maybe two weeks and then he's in the bigs. Cause like I think it's it could be coming very soon. And you know, Indy I, I guess where I'm at is Indy might not even be an option. 
And if it is, it might be super, super quick because, I mean, Bay is on the IL. Castro's not playing too well. Marcano's not playing too well. Like, Nick Gonzalez is here. I mean, Figueroa's time could be coming soon. He's earning it it right now. It could. I don't know yet. I I think it's going to depend on, the. I guess, the need at the major league level. I mean, they're – it's possible. It's possible. I didn't. I didn't see Nick Gonzalez getting promoted this quick, and and that's happened. So, I guess that's his rum at. Yeah, I I know. personally wouldn't be shocked if Pagaro skips AAA. I'm not saying he'll never see AAA, mm-hmm. you know, in his life, but he could be a call up, and then you know he could be sent back down or whatever at some point in time. But like, yeah. Even if it goes to AAA, I don't know. I, I'm all, almost at the feeling of his time might be coming sooner than than later. Potentially. And he Nostradamus did, you know, when he was there watching his boy Nick Gonzalez play. He says, I want to be here. And then he went off and hit two home runs the very next game. <laughs> He's just going to manifest it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. His best buddy is up there. So I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that's motivating him a little bit. Yep. All right. So is it my turn? It is your turn. Let's get to Indy so we can talk Indy because I feel like this is as controversial as a player as you can get. <laughs> there's, a, there's a subset that wants Indy in the majors like now, and there's a subset saying, well, he sucks. Keep him down here. He needs to develop. And I'm here to tell you that both things were true. ND has not played this year the way you would want him to play. You know, when you look at his season numbers, 258, 342, slugging 393, an 85 way to runs created plus. Like, that's not what you want from, like, your top prospect. The guy who should be here right now, the guy who just tore through the minors last year and just dominated every level. But, Jim, he's been dominating again. I mean, honestly, since May 29th, he's batting 310. Um, since May 29th, 310, 374, slugging 422. Strikeout rate 17.8, walk rate 9.9, just a 102 weighted runs career plus. Like that's the one thing with Hendy is the the power hasn't really been there. But the guy's hitting right now. He's certainly hitting right now. And like in his past uh nine games, he's batting 368. So like he's turned it on a bit, and like this past week and a half, almost two weeks, he's really turned it on. Uh so again, a 141 weighted runs created plus in the past nine games. He's also in the futures game, right? I don't foresee a call up right now, but I'm at the point where if he's just, I know you're shaking your head. I don't, I'm not expecting it. I feel like there's going to be an all-star break and then ND coming. And that's, I'm not saying I'm okay with it, (laughs) but I'd rather it be after the all-star break than still waiting. I'm, I'm here to tell you like he is ready Let's get him here. I just don't think it's going to happen right now. I think that's fair. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think it's going to happen right now either. I think it should. I think it should happen Correct. right now. Um, I think everybody knows my 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 opinions on on Andy Rodriguez and where he should be. Um, like you mentioned, the power uh, not there lately, but he's his approach is still so good. He's he's still he's, he's still not striking out. He's still walking. Like he's he's doing he's doing everything like from an approach standpoint that you that you want to see. 
um, the Babic, but it's just, you know, at, at like an all time low. So it kind of just makes me feel like he's just right. getting a little unlucky, really. Um, he's not hitting the ball over the fence as much as he ha- has been, but the power is still, like, he's still got a little bit of pop. Like, he's going to, if he just finishes the year off, he's going to be well over, you know, double digit in home runs. And, and something just stop you right there. Something just to mm-hmm. point out, too, in that nine games I mentioned, um, three doubles, one home run, and he is slugging 526. So, there like, power's kind of, and mm-hmm. we haven't talked too much, but yeah. exit velocities as well have been creeping up. Yeah. So, I would love to see Andy Rodriguez in Los Angeles tonight. Sure. Um, I, I feel like he should be this, the team starting catcher moving forward. Uh, but uh, we know how, how that may may go. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's heating up. Always good to see. He had a really good week this past week. Um, and yeah, hopefully he continues that because if he keeps hitting, it's going to be really, really hard to not bring him up. Like there's, then you're looking at a perfect storm between you've got a hot hitting prospect and you've got a a major league position that is a black hole in the lineup. So at that point you got to call him up. I'm with you. And we know it's not going to be Hedges, but like there is a Jason DeLay who we, we gave you in these numbers since May 29th. Jason DeLay's number since May 29th is 181, 235 with a 28 weighted run plus. So like there's certainly that player you could make the move for if you want to yep. keep Hedges, which I'm sure they do. Um, so I'm, I'm with you, man. Like I would call him up right now, but I know they're not. But it's coming soon. Like, Andy is he's at the point now where he's forcing the hand. You could always make the argument where he wasn't before. You're calling him up because of Mary. You're calling him up because he's Andy, whatnot. He is now at that point where he's starting to force the hand. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm hitting. Let's do it. Yep. All right. Well, I guess speaking of that series, do you want to get to our final triple shot and talk about this upcoming Dodgers series? Let's do it. We're coming into LA. The Dodgers aren't as hot as they were. They struggled against, they, they dropped the series against the Royals. So maybe it's just a good time because the Dodgers are a good team. And it's not like the Dodgers before, too. They have their people. Yeah. So the Dodgers go into the series, like you mentioned, two game skid against the Royals. Uh, they are 46 and 37, three games back of the first place Diamondbacks, who we will see following the Dodgers. Yeah, four game series um, on on the West Coast. There, I, it's just some. You know what though? Something about the Dodgers. Just these past few years, I feel like I feel like the team just gets amped up for them. Like earlier in the year, team got amped up. Last year, team got amped up. Uh, so I'm expecting the team to come out and and give a give a fight to these guys. Um, it's just I, I don't. It's just something about them. They've they've played them really really tough the past the past few years. Um, and then you look at the the pitchers. Uh, you know they they miss. Uh, I guess is Kershaw going tonight? You know it's all TBDs, but. I assume because Kershaw last pitched Tuesday the twenty seventh. Yeah, so I would imagine Kershaw's probably going to go tonight. I would guess, um, and then we get to see 
the uh the 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 sensation Emmett Sheehan in game two. Then we've got another Bobby Mo Louisville Louisville uh, starting pitcher. We didn't do too well against the last one, Brian Hoeing. He uh, no hit right. us through five. Bobby <laughs> Miller, Bobby Miller, um, and then uh, Julio Urias. So some tough pitching matchups, which you're gonna always going to see against the Dodgers. They've got a really really good rotation there. Um, I mean tonight Kershaw versus if, if tonight is Kershaw versus Keller, that's like that's must see TV right there. I mean that's that's I'm that's excited a, about that. That's actually a pretty fun that's a fun game. Kershaw just that gets a guy too. Like you just feel such a great great career. And it's like, oh these injuries and this, like he's he's gonna fall off this year. And then he's just like, No, I don't my ERA doesn't touch threes ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stud. And that's what he's doing. I mean, Kershaw is a beast. We know that. But yeah, the way that Keller's been pitching this year, Keller versus Kershaw, it's a great matchup. And like you saying about the Dodgers, you know, series and them being amped up, like they have, like surprisingly. So it's going to be a late night Bucko series. Things are going to get weird, I'm sure. And here's another thing to think of, Jim. Think of last year. Think of, you know, Bednar in that series, how big he was. And now he's an all star snub. He might be kind of pissed off. You've pissed off David Bednar. <laughs> Look out. We're going to see four different nine-out David Bednar saves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. David Bednar is going to pitch 12 innings this series. <laughs> there's an all-star oh, break. You know, 12 scoreless innings, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an all-star break. He's not selected. So <laughs> Shelton's like, we're good. You are available. Yeah, so... <laughs> No, I mean, it, it, should, it should be fun. Again, like the Pirates starting pitching staff has kind of gone blow for blow with, with every other staff that we've come across so far. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of expecting the team to – I want to see some fight this, this week. Um, as I said, we've seen it from them. We've seen it from them in the past. They took two or three from the Dodgers earlier in the year. And when they did that, they like legitimately looked like – I mean, this was oh, the yeah. Pirates' peak, right? This was this was when they were, I think, eighteen. They, yeah, they they won the last game of that series to go to eighteen and eight, and the Pirates looked like the best team in baseball at this point. Like they looked better than the Dodgers. So here we are, two months later. Roles are a little bit reversed, uh, but they're not yeah. the best team in baseball, Jim. They're not the best team in baseball. No, you're such a um, yeah. Such a negative mentality. <laughs> but uh no, four game series. I expect them to come 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 into the series with some some excitement. A win tonight would be huge, you know, taking that first game. Let's let's split this at least. Let's split this series. That's a win. Least. That's a, for sure a win. Splitting it in LA against the Dodgers, that's that's a win for sure. Yeah. But uh you know what? actually let's just let's just sweep them. Let's fair. just sweep them. Not asking for too much there. But, like, I understand, like, the two losses, you know, the Pirates just lost two in a row right to the Brewers. But I feel as if they're playing better baseball right now than they have in a while. Like, I'll at least give them that, especially offensively, you know. But they're playing better right now than they have, and that says a lot. Granted, doesn't mean a whole lot because they're still not a great team. We understand that. Now, if Andy comes up, maybe that does change some things. 
But what I'm saying is, like, I guess right now for playing the Dodgers in a four-game series in L.A., with all the things you talked about, is they've actually looked much better. Right, The offense have definitely come alive. The pitching has been suspect for sure. But again, Mitch Keller tonight's a, a big win, right? If he can go seven innings, hell, maybe even eight tonight. That goes a long way with David Bednar being available and such. Colin Holderman's back. Like, there's some reserves coming back and helping out this bullpen that's been very, very depleted as long as Shelton decides to use them. Uh, so it's asking for a lot still to, to tie the series up, but it certainly can happen. And I, again, like tonight's probably the biggest thing. If Mitch Keller can put it through and they can lose to Kershaw, I think it happens. Yeah. Vito's getting um, a second win. I will say this, like what they they need to actually hit these starting pitchers. I feel like that's kind of been the uh, the MO the last week or so. The Pirates are doing some damage offensively, but Very true. they're waiting. They're waiting a long time to do that. The starting pitchers have kind of been a problem for, for the Pirates here in the last you know two weeks. And then they're doing their damage against the bullpen. Against the Dodgers, you're going to have to do some damage against the starting pitchers because the bullpen's bullpen's pretty damn good they got some good arms out there so um yeah like the starters are good for the dodgers but that's kind of i mean you have you have sheehan who is young and he's only had you know a handful of of starts under his belt bobby miller obviously the stuff is great he's probably going to be a really good pitcher but he's also still very you know new young he's a rookie not a whole lot of of innings under his belt either so if you can get to to those two guys you got you got to you got to do it. And I feel like Urias is someone who Pirates have actually hit pretty well, you know, in recent memory. So Yeah, we'll see how they do. Tonight's yeah. going to be the tough one. If Kershaw's going tonight, that's going to be tough, but yeah, we're still TBD. I'm not sure what the Dodgers are waiting on there. Yeah. Neither am I. But um I'm with you in like Oh, you says, have a uh, good point. The, Ker- the Pirates... Kershaw's Kershaw's shoulder is hurt. That's the latest update. He could possibly go on the IL today. Oh, well then, it might not be Musty TV because it's going to be a bloodbath. That changes some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's a good point. I guess um, again with the Pirates' offense, it has come alive, but certainly you're right. Like this team can't have a perfect game through five and then decide to score six runs. I mean, I guess they could, but like that can't be the mentality. Don't <laughs> get perfect gamed against in five innings. Have some fight in the first five like with these starters yeah that has been their their issue here uh i guess the other thing to point out too like i mentioned the last time they did play the dodgers there were some injuries they didn't have like they were at their peak optimal lineup they're back and and they're good i mean mookie Betts, freddie freeman will smith all having dominant seasons uh outman has has cooled off i'll say that at least outman is not like mvp caliber caliber player anymore He's come back to earth. I think rookie of the year considerations is pretty much all but gone now. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's done. <laughs> but yeah, this team, this offense is uh, producing right now. They're they're hot and they're good. And we know. Yeah, how you, you look at the, about your Will Smith. You look at the lineup and like one through seven on this team is is playing well. Even Jason Hayward is having like the best season of his career at the plate. It's right. wild. A 127 weight runs create plus for Jason Hayward, who like, feel like he, has, he hasn't done that off. since he hasn't done, done that since like his Braves Atlanta. days. I feel like yeah, so yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. 
they get rid of uh, Cody Bellinger. And they get Jason Hayward, and all of a sudden Jason Hayward becomes Cody Bellinger. And what's funny is Cody, uh, yeah, Cody Bellinger is having a like, good season too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they get Jason Hayward, and it's like, all right. <laughs> He's having right yeah. a Cody Bellinger type season. Like a one and a half war already. Like, the guy's pretty much on pace for almost like a three-war season, Jason Hayward. And that's with the bat. But between like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts are both playing at like MVP caliber right now. That's that's your 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 really really tough part of the lineup, and then you add in you know Will Smith who probably will play you know three out of these four games. He's also just co rushing the ball. Mind you, second base and shortstop Mookie Betts. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's um, a thing this year too. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Uh, yeah, th- th- you know what though? You know what? I'm kind of excited. This is three big Louisville players on display this week. This week, scenario: Henry Davis, Will Smith, Bobby Miller. I love it. It's a Louisville showcase. They gonna call up rushing for you this weekend too? Yeah, call up Dalton Rushing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Now we're talking Louisville. We got to get out of here. But no, for real, uh, it's, it's certainly it's certainly a tough matchup, and and it doesn't get any easier, right? Like you mentioned, and then they play the actual first place team um, with the Diamondbacks upcoming. But I think obviously the the Dodgers are the one you fear the most, and they're on all cylinders for the most part, unless Kershaw doesn't start tonight. So I guess to stay tuned for that. But even without Kershaw, certainly a tough four game stretch coming up. Um, so let's find out what happens. Um, it's, it's the Pirates. I think expectations are starting to deplete, unfortunately. So let's just play some good baseball and maybe we can get, you know, see this team get back into the hunt and do some damage. We'll see. Yeah. Should be a fun week. They're all late. I mean, mostly late games, 10, 10 PM, 9, 10 PM, 10, 10 PM, 10, 10 PM. So let's get weird. We'll have some, uh, some late night post game shows this week. Uh, but we will uh, we will be here for you after every game. And some really good banter and conversation in the NS9 Discord. So go ahead and check that out <laughs> and join. Um, yeah, we do have some things coming up. We're working on some things in there too. So, yep. Are we done with this? Let's. Uh... <laughs> there you go. Louisville talk equals shows over. Yeah, I guess absolutely, let's... absolutely. That is my mo, Bucko Mike. Whatever. All right, we're out of here then. <laughs> we'll see you again. We'll have the post game tonight, obviously. Um, if you haven't checked out our draft preview show with Jim Callis, check that out. And obviously, like we certainly have our upcoming draft show when the draft happens. That's in like what ten nine ish days. Six. Six. Jeez. Six <laughs> days. We got to get on that, by the way, because <laughs> apparently it's in six days. So tune tune into that as well in six days. But um. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.